Hello again, and welcome back to Algiers Podcast Studios, where once again we present to you Just Saying by Tom Douglas. <sighs> Hello, my dozen of few followers. Might have been a while, but we're back with some uh, different issues. Another issue that cropped up I wanted to address uh, before we go uh, any further. I hope y'all are dry and warm. So, debt. Student debt has creeped back into the spotlight. Biden got elected. He said during his campaign, he said he wanted to address this issue. And now they're floating around an idea for giving $50,000 of a student loan. And he's kind of pushing back on that. He said he won't, won't do that. And I, I admire him for that. And that's, that's very good. I just don't understand this student loan. I don't understand who's backing it and why and who's not backing it and why. So let, let me go through this before I, I present my uh, dilemma to you. So... In an article today, I read, uh, I think it was today anyway, um, they're talking about the student loan, student debt. In here, Adam Looney, the Washington Post says, about 56% of student debt is owed by those with master's or professional degrees, and almost 35% of loan balances are owed by the individuals in the top 20% of income distribution, Okay. The five degrees responsible for most debt are medical and law, bachelor's and master's in business, and bachelor of science for nursing. So those sounds like pretty good degrees, right? Those sounds like they, uh, they followed up on their, their education. They should be making pretty good bucks right now. They should, according to this, the typical college graduate with debt, 28500 can retire it in 20 years with $181 monthly payments. I'm sure a doctor or a lawyer, a decent one anyway, can afford $181 a month. Maybe they don't want hanging over their heads. Or if not, they can pay the twenty eight five up front. So $181 a month is what you're going to pay. For 20 years, yeah, for 20 years, but you got education. You got a professional education for the majority, 56%. You know? So it also says here that 43 million people have cumulatively 1.5 trillion in federal students' loan debt. 1.5 trillion. But only one-third of adults over the age of 25 have four-year college degrees. So it goes back to what I said in the previous podcast with me and uh, Trey about uh, Phoenix colleges and whatnot. They, they grabbed it and went after the, um, the money that the government was throwing out there. And most people don't get a four-year Degree, they go one or two years, maybe three years, and they don't get a degree, but they, they still get the debt, still get the loan debt. Matter of fact, it says here is 
As student aid has, in, aid has increased, universities have increased tuition to capture much of the aid. A Federal Reserve Bank of New York study says tuition increases 60 cents for each student aid dollar. So they keep raising the tuition to get more. All right? So every time there's a dollar, they raise the tuition to get 60 cents of that. You know, uh, it's perplexing that, that this is gone and that um, according to this, it's the wealthy who are getting it. Um, so, It also says that in a 2018 study found that 48, 43% of graduates' first jobs do not require college degrees. And two-thirds of graduates are in such jobs five years later. So 43% of the graduates' first jobs do not require the degree they just took out $28,000 to get, or $30,000 to get, you know. Um, the 57% who got, used their college degree either got it, got a good job. So, I am saying that, um, it looks to me that if you're going to get $30,000 up, you're giving it up to some people, most of the people who can afford it, $181 a month payment, don't you? So, having said that, what I don't, understand what's going on now is the um, remarks being made by the Democratic Party one in hand, Schumer pushing for student debt forgiveness is 20 years out of college, 6% whites have debt but 95% of the blacks have a debt and Presley, Anna Ayanna Presley, a Democrat, Maryland representative in Congress, has this quote Black student borrowers, 85% of them take out loans because they don't have any choice. I was exactly like that, she added. And then we were more inclined to default five times more likely, which I did too. Then our white Counterparts. So they're five times more likely to fall to fall in their loan than the white counterparts. And that ruins your credit score and completely determines the trajectory of your life. So they're making it a race issue. Well, why wouldn't they? Everything's made a race issue. You can't you can't you can't look up anymore. My, me just saying race issue probably makes me a racist, you know. But anyway, so my point. Why? Why are they pursuing this? Let's do some, uh, let's do some math here. Now, now, stay with me. Stay with me. Uh, African Americans in America make up 12.7% of the population in the United States. 12.7%. I found out that, uh, <coughs> excuse me, of the black population, 48% decide they want to attend college. So 48% of 12.7%, 12 
leaves us with 6% of the population. And according to Ms. Presley, 85% of those need to borrow money, which 85% of the 6% of the population means 5.1% of the population is taking out a student loan, okay? Now, let's say, I don't know, of the 5% that took out a student loan, some of them paid it back. You know, maybe not half of them. So maybe we're down to 1% didn't pay it back. So now we're down to 4% of the population that need student debt forgiveness. 4% of the population. Right? So why is the Democrats making this a political issue? 4%. 4% of their constituents, of their voters, of their uh, people who back them, need help. And on the other hand, if it's 4% of the population, it's only 4% of the population, then why not help them? Why is it a big stink? It is because they want to give it to everybody, even the people who can afford to pay it back. 4% of the population, they're making it a race issue, and it's not. Those people need help, fine, they need help. You know, it's because of the color of skin that uh, they, they couldn't get advanced in, in society than it is, which I agree is not equal out there. Sorry, it's not. It's getting better, but it's not there yet. So they may need help. So I don't know why it's a big race issue if it's 4% of the total population of the United States that they want to help. And the reason it is because you don't need to give it out like that. And, and the people who paid it back and did the right thing and, and they signed on and said, I'm going to do X, X, Y, and Z and did X, Y, and Z. Got the money, got education, paid it back. It's not fair to them. So I'm confused about all that. I don't know why it should be a Republican. Should be backing this completely, right? And Democrats should be fighting it saying just give the money to the poor who need it. And that's what they should do, and they might be doing that. I'm not sure yet. Um, they might be giving it. They might have something in there based on uh, how you can pay it back. So if you're making $150,000 a year, you shouldn't be forgiving your loan. You know, I think what they're saying now is 32% is the average debt. So why why they got to plug in 50000 You know, 32%, 32000 is the average loan debt out there. Why are you getting fifty thousand? If you're getting fifty thousand, you're helping some people who went to a graduate school or whatnot, you know, who are capable of paying it back. All right, so did I confuse you? I just bring up some points about that. Student debt will not go away, though seem like. All right. Moving on. Here we are in Mardi Gras. Just passed. This is Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. Mardi Gras in New Orleans. It was... The celebration was canceled. Mardi Gras, you can't cancel Mardi Gras. Um, you know, New Orleans um, people, without government help, without political help, started doing something called float houses, where they elaborately decorated their houses to look like floats, so to speak. 
and it became a thing. They got thousands, you know, all over the world now, it seems like. But there are, there's a map out now. You can go visit these houses and drive around. They, they, there's some in each different area of, of the city. Uh, my area, Algiers, uh, was one of the ones that first started it, and they got, oh, I must have seen a dozen or so. But you can drive around. New Orleans is a very compact city to different areas of the city and, and see these, and it's pretty unique. And it's, it's just amazing and then how the citizenry of New Orleans has stepped up and wouldn't let Mardi Gras go away. And uh, it, it's really neat to see a community come together. And New Orleans is such a special place, believe me, for they come together and say, no, we're not going to let this pass without some kind of celebration. And we did. So for a dozen of few followers of mine who do not understand Mardi Gras, let me tell you, Mardi Gras stands for Fat Tuesday. It is a Catholic religion celebration. Fat Tuesday is the day before uh, Lent. Lent is the preparation for Jesus Christ's celebration of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. So every year... Easter, which is the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord, 40 days before that is called Lent, where you should sacrifice something, some kind of uh, giving up something for Lent or, you know, prepare yourself for uh, Easter and prepare yourself and give thanks and praise to the Lord. The problem is that Easter is not like Christmas. It's not the same day every year. Um... So it moves. So since it moves, Mardi Gras moves. And this year it moved early and it was pretty cold. So every now and then we get a cold Mardi Gras because it's in the early part of the year. You know, first week of February, second week of February is our winter. We don't have much of it, but it is our winter. Why does Easter move? Ha ha. Because Easter Sunday... It's based on lunisolar calendar. The moon. Sorry. Didn't want to confuse too many of you. So it's based on the moon. The first Sunday after the Paschal full moon, which is the first full moon after March 21st, is Easter. 40 days before that is Ash Wednesday. The day before that is Mardi Gras. And Mardi Gras is Fat Tuesday where... People used to be gluttonous and eat and drink before they had to go into a 40-day fast or 40-day whatever, preparation. So that's what Fat Tuesday is. The first uh, Mardi Gras in New Orleans was in 1837. That's how far back we go. Um, you know, a couple of them been called off before for wars and whatnot. And, oh, they had one back, I guess it was in the 80s, where the police went on strike. So in Orleans Parish, Orleans County, you might say, didn't have it then. So uh, the pandemic caused us to put off getting in crowds and watching parades, but it did not stop us from celebrating Mardi Gras. So to all of y'all, I hope y'all uh, either got interturned or I learned you something, you know. And I'll leave you with a... Uh, Little New Orleans speak term, speaking of Mardi Gras. So if you came to Mardi Gras, you would hear him say, throw me something. 
uh, throw me something. So I'll parades, trinkets and whatnot, and are thrown off the floor to people standing on the sidelines. So you hear, throw me something. You might hear, show me your tits. Yes, you might. Because sometimes float riders would ask a young or old woman, mostly a young woman, to expose, raise their shirt and expose themselves, and they would give them a nicer throw than everybody else. Or if you walk down Bourbon Street at any time, look up at the balcony, the people on the balcony are holding beads up, trying to entice uh, women to expose themselves and say, show, to me, show me your tits and I'll give you this 50 cents cricket I had dangling in front of you. So those are the sub known speak that you might not hear everywhere else. So uh, have a good Lent. Y'all play, please stay warm and dry. Um, my thoughts and prayers go out to the people in Texas and even in Baton Rouge and to the rest of the country who are suffering from this this cold, um, you know, cold snap that's gone through. So good day.